We are at a point in history where a proper attention to space, and especially near space, may be absolutely crucial in bringing the world together. Hello, and welcome to episode 268 of Under the Cull of MS. I'm running a little late today because we're hosting the old White Hair Society card game, bridge tournament, or whatever they play up there. <laughs> Their little nickel and dime poker game. So I had to get them set up and taken care of first before I could get to my podcast today. I almost skipped it, but I'm like, I got a stack of comics that I don't even remember half the stuff I read because some of these have been sitting here for two, three weeks because I thought other people were going to talk about relatable things to some of these comics on our Crimson Color Comic Club podcast, but they haven't come up, and I'm totally for, already forgot what the storyline was that I read. So I want to go over them and just get them done here, and I can always reflect back to them at some other time. But when I was at that Cowabunga Con last week, some more comics that I picked up. They had number six and number seven. Of God Hates Astronauts. And I've heard a ton of stuff about this comic run. And happened to jump into a Kickstarter for a big omnibus, I believe it was. Uh, It was something like that because I know it was really expensive. (laughs) But I jumped on it. I wanted to know more about this because... I trust pretty much everybody that's been talking about it and heard some things on some podcasts and stuff. So I picked up these two and figured this would give me a little little background story so I can find, kind of feel, get a feel for the different people that are in it. It's like some of the people on this one cover that are named are the Moon Goose, which is a goose that's all Decked out with a bunch of military gear and a gun. I don't know how well a goose can pull a trigger, but there's the headless horseman. I mean, I can't even explain these. You gotta see these characters to understand them. Auntie Kindness, an old psycho demented looking lady, white, one of the white hairs, uh, the slambulance. Homeless, homeless hippo. <laughs> Super Soka. <laughs> like, I love how they did all these different name plays with things from society. And then made characters from them. Deja Boos. The Neo Geode. And Goody KC. And this issue on the cover, it says, Meet the Space Lords of Planet Super Nintendo 64. <laughs> Uh, this is, these are fun. I mean, you got a guy with an arm coming out of his stomach. He's a, of course, what's his job going to be? Nothing else to do. Become a pickpocket. You got yourself an extra hand. You can work it out. Got this little ghost character that likes to, well, does the moderating for these comics. At least this issue and some other previous issues. Uh, we got a 
a white hillbilly and a black guy that kind of got formed together. They're fused together, and they have a cow that, which the cow's head comes out of their stomach. And I don't, they pissed off a voodoo witch or something that caused that to happen. I mean, these characters are so fun. And you got a lot of stuff going on, of course, that they're trying to deal with. And a group of characters in this, in issue six, are dealing with these crab men, which are basically human body type shapes from the neck down and they have a crab on on top of their neck which is their head <laughs> it's just some scientists made these things up i guess yeah these little commercials for these environments which are fun which this cray mock character pops into this one and has a mint in hand and these two girls that just want to get out of out of their life working in the fast food restaurant business board out of your mind Kramok comes in and scares the crap out of him and tells them to eat the mint and go to a happier place and so they're freaking out so he eats the mint grabs their hand and takes them to a interesting place uh, then we get back to our storyline we got this giant well we got this giraffe headed character that controls this giant horse giraffe type creature robot thing and he's fighting with the robotic giant sized tiger cat type I, mean, I, I can't even explain this really. It's just, it's just so hard to, and at least this one gal, she's got pretty beat up face. She, she hangs with the time giraffe and stuff. And, uh, her name is Shelly and they spent, spelt that right. At least with the EY at the end, <laughs> but she's supposed to have some power ring and she lost it in this, well, in the issue before this, I'm guessing. I mean, we got this hungry, well, not hungry, hungry, this homeless, homeless hippo character riding in a chariot and the horses that are on the front of the chariot have men for upper bodies and they got these badass machine guns that they're using. This chariot's flying through the air with all these bear bear type creatures <laughs> and they're attacking a ship in space full of these crab men it's just hilarity I and mean, you gotta check this out I and mean, if you're in the if you like fun you like interesting mindless mix-ups of all kinds of goodness check these out i mean Issue seven's pretty much the same. More stuff from just like that issue. We got a samurai in this one that's an interesting character. We got a Zeus type character that has a second little head on top of his head. <laughs> it's just, 
Uh, pan the character that's kind of connected to a little floating chair device. Uh, just lots of fun. Check them out. And this one says featuring an all new narrator. Oh, yeah, there's a new narrator in this issue seven because the ghost character is like, screw it, I'm out of here. This is too weird for me. And so this human character comes in and narrates this one. And it's Death of She Swamp Marines 44 by writer Charles Scholl with Jordan Boyd and Chris Crank. This is done by Image Comics. It's so many weird characters I can't explain. A guy that's got Mount Rushmore on set. <laughs> Another guy that's kind of like a well, the guy with the Mount Rushmore head is a president that goes around in a flying White House. And just, I don't know. A guy whose stomach has a face on it and on his shoulders has three quarters of a dog connected to him. So I really can't wait to read the beginning of this. I want to know how all these characters became what they are, why this is happening, what's going on with this whole thing. But it's, I got that omnibus, omnibus coming, and when that comes, I see for a nice few months of hilarity coming our way, and we'll be talking about that during that period. But yes, check out God Hates Astronauts. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> if you are disappointed, quit reading comic books. Because <laughs> this one is a definite. Same with Saga. Like I mentioned that, that was a lot of fun too. But yeah, I like the goofiness. Then we got Lady Death. We got Treacherous Infamy number two of two. So that finished off this little run. And in here, Lady Death kind of turns pretty dickish. And she fights with some people that are trying to help her out. Causes a bunch of trouble. Deals more with the dead. We got uh, Muarta, chick with her little ghost skeleton, basically telling little secrets to her in her head. Uh, one creature can do like plague type control demon, possess demon wise people by giving little parts of himself to them. We get lots of little deadite, well, not deadite, but dead demon characters. Coming into lots of fights here, we got a couple big hell-type characters getting into it and then getting impregnated with some type of demon spawn we're going to see in the near future. But yeah, the way this kind of like how they're doing these. There's lots of stuff going on. I don't want to give it away. But I like how they've been 
doing these short little runs. It's like this is two issues. It's a nice complete story to a point, but it does leave you knowing that there's something else coming up next. It's just going to keep going into something else and something else. So check that out if you like Lady Death. That was a lot of fun. It's done by Coffin Comics nowadays. They pretty much took over the Lady Death line now. And then talking about weird. I checked out number 14 and 15. This is number 15 of Money Shot. Because I heard Tim Seeley talking about it. Kind of like number 14 was going to be a whole new jumping on style point or something. Wasn't really. I took it more of something that was going on because I'm still a little confused. I want to go back further and find out more storyline based about these different people that are all part of this triple X, triple X porn explorers type group. In uh, here, they brought the weird ass. They're like tiger bird wolf mixed characters these big old honking dicks hanging out and they're just jumping on each other constantly and screwing each other's brains out whenever they eat and or get frustrated or whatever and they they instantly spit out eggs after they screw so they're just reproducing like crazy and they're just gonna devour all the humans on the planet, whereas they were being used for quick reprodu- reproduction, so some aliens would have something to constantly kill, eat, uh, hunt, whatever. But yeah, you see these characters dealing with these things that they brought to Earth and awoke and set free, and they're dealing, they're basically running around attacking everything that they can. And so the triple X characters have to get into some unique unique character aspects and uh, abilities to try and deal with these things. And of course it always leads at least from these two issues that I read, everything leads into some type of Mega fuck fest of some sorts. Uh, or they're going into. I'm assuming that they make porn videos and shit because they have all these different uh, names for like porn companies. So. But yeah, I gotta know more. I hear that this one does actually have a little synopsis. Money shot. Since they first stepped into space to do the naked deed, the triple explorers have been the invaders. But now, the Earth is overrun by a vicious new species that can't be reasoned with or sexed up. Can the fractured team hold together long enough to unscrew the planet? You're going to have to read it to find out. But yeah. Hey. This one, I'm not, I don't know, it's okay, but I don't know enough about it to fully enjoy it the way I would like to. So I'm going to have to get some of the 
get to the first few issues and get more of a basis from it. And then the last one we're going to talk about, this one is, I read a long time ago, but it's Symbiote Spider-Man. This is Crossroads number three. When Carnilla, Queen of the Norns, tried to take possession of a particular Norn stone, she inadvertently sent the stone and Spider-Man into the Crossroads dimension. After a brawl for the ages with the Incredible Hulk, Spider-Man and the Norn Stone ended up in the Valley of the Flame. <coughs> Excuse me. Where he was saved by Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur. Meanwhile, the Black Cat crashed the Sanctum Sanctorum to get help from Doctor Strange. But is the power of the Sorcerer Supreme enough to tackle Carnilla and bring Spider-Man home? Who knows, Spidey friends. This whole entire run was lots of fun. Uh, And here we get to see a giant spider. Kind of like going back in time. To prehistoric times and seeing some interesting devil type character and then we get to see devil dinosaur show up and spider-man's hanging out with symbiote spider-man's hanging out with a barbarian type creature kind of like a monkey man type creature which back then was moon boy whereas now you got moon girl so dimensional shifting all that who who knows where we're at and all this. I couldn't tell you because, like I said, it's been a while since I read this. <clears throat> uh, throat's going. But, yeah, this I love this run. I This is one of my new favorite Spider-Mans now, this symbiote Spider-Man. So I'm hoping to see more of this down the road. Uh, I don't know how many issues there are overall. All I could find were the first three. And then now I got to keep an eye out to try and catch the other ones. I think it might be like a six six issue run. Because I want to see somewhere I seen five and six, but they didn't have number four. And I wanted them, but I should have grabbed them anyways. But... That place had them at regular price, so I'm like, well, hell. These are probably in a bargain bin by now, so I can probably find them. Who knows? But, yeah, check those out. Symbiote Spider-Man Crossroads from Marvel Comics. And I think we'll leave it there. That's good for now. And we'll get back with a little multiple sclerosis health stuff right after this. Make it a little shorter episode this time. Maybe. <laughs> okay, let's get to some multiple sclerosis and health stuff. And today I think we're going to talk about driving an MS. Basically, yesterday was my three month appointment after starting Maven Clod. So I had to go to the hospital. Uh, well, not all. Oh, it was connected to the hospital, the neurological center. 
throat's going to go right away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I drove up there and for some reason, between the construction and all the crap, I went past the hospital, ended up down by the Brewer Stadium. <laughs> Don't know how I missed the hospital or what was going on. But yeah, since I had that going on, I had to loop back around and took some of the back roads to get back to the highway and drove around a little bit trying to find some place maybe to stop and kill some time. And then finally <laughs> just said screw it and called the number on the neuroscience center and asked them basically what I did wrong where I was at. And here I was only a couple couple exits south of where I needed to be. So I passed it thinking it was another type of hospital. But it ended up being the right one. And I stupidly went to the, was going for the next one, which would have took me probably down by the airport. But all that confusion, not like, you know, if you're not from this area. Uh, but yeah, it seems... I used to drive semi over the West Coast, through the mountains, all times a year. I drove fully loaded trailers full of household items. Heck, we had it. I think each time we went over going to the Sun Road that goes through Glacier National Park to get from the west side to the east side. Way to drive semis up that. And if you've ever driven up it, it's scary as shit when you got out of car. <laughs> Try hugging that edge of that cliff when you're driving a semi. That's fully loaded with everything in a house and plus a vehicle, maybe a lawnmower, maybe a four-wheeler in there with it and a bunch of other crap. So it's a lot of weight that you're humping up over that hill. And thankfully, I one time we had to do it with tandems, which are two trailers connected to each other that you're pulling behind a semi. So any little movement, basically you're pivoting the trailers weird. And the front trailer doesn't move with the back trailer in uh, in equivalency. Yeah. It's everything's different than what you're turning. So you got to watch your movement and you're hugging the edge of a mountain. So thankfully I didn't have to drive it through that route. I just had to drive the single trailers, but that is scary as shit. Especially when you got these idiots, <laughs> call them idiots, but yeah, they are just out traveling enjoying the world, but they're hauling their RVs up over these mountains and going through these passes. And they do not hug the road like they should. They take up more room than they should. And there is no, there is no extra room. And we've had a, one year we had a haul fully loaded from the west to the east and then came back empty from the east to the west. But, uh, it was still during the part of the year where they are trying to plow out the road, trying to clear it, and they're also doing some 
construction pickup fix-ups for uh, some landslide stuff that landed on the road and damaged everything. But yeah, that is not a fun thing. <laughs> One time, <laughs> it took me, me and the wife went back to Montana for a trip to see the family, her family, and <laughs> I jumped out of the truck to pick up a rock. <laughs> Just as a rock that looked perfect for something and I uh, jumped out of the truck to grab it and I just pushed this uh, the car into what I thought was drive or to park but it wasn't park it was I was driving in low three so it uh, <laughs> I left when I thought I was in park, I was in neutral. So I jumped out of the truck to grab the rock and the wife and the dog were in the truck. <laughs> and thankfully the truck didn't roll off like it could have. And they would have went right off the edge of the mountain. <laughs> but yeah, I've noticed driving is not what it used to be. It gets different. With this disease progression, it gets harder to do things visually, start can have issues. I can see that happening easily enough. Mentally, you can have lots of issues. It's like in this article here, it's many people worry about their ability to continue driving after receiving a multiple sclerosis diagnosis. Although numerous MS symptoms can affect a person's driving ability, Many people living with the condition continue to be safe drivers for years. It's important to understand how multiple sclerosis might affect your driving skills before you and your doctor decide if you should continue driving. Further, you should continually evaluate whether driving is safe as well as what alternatives might be available. There's lots of different things that could affect you're driving with multiple sclerosis. And we're going to look at a few that they talk about in this article. And I can see, like, what first one is going to be cog fog, brain fog. MS can affect cognition, mental functioning. So people with this condition may struggle with brain fog while driving. Hey, we got a telephone call. Hello, WKRB. You're live on the air. What kind of crap are you trying to sell people nowadays, Mr. Telemarketer? Hello, speak. You called me. <laughs> eh, they hung out. Big babies. Never want to talk to me anymore. All right. Yeah, it's with the cog fog, you could easily forget where you're going. I uh, have problems trying to remember signs, catch signs, catch directions, remember which directions you're supposed to be going, so you know which exit you're looking for, east, west, north, south, whatever. There's a lot of things that can affect us foggy-wise, so it probably doesn't help to drive in the morning if you're tired and then cog fog on top of that, but yeah. So you got to watch those things, slowed reaction times, 
uh, MS can reduce your reaction time. That's a no-brainer. Uh, I used to be big on gaming. I used to be excellent at first-person shooters and driving games and stuff. But now my reaction times are off. As soon as I'm getting ready to do something, someone's already got a bullet in my head <laughs> on a video game. So I don't even get into those anymore. It's just annoying. But yeah, it's not good if you got a slowed reaction time while you're driving. Because if there's an accident, someone jumps in front of you, a kid goes around in front of you, an animal runs in front of you or something, you're not going to react in time. And that's not good. Uh, muscle spasticity can affect our driving. Uh, if our muscles become stiff or spasm as a result of MS or cramp up or lock up, uh, go into shakes or get the inadvertent jerks with your hands and stuff while you're holding on to the wheel, stuff like that could be bad. Uh, jerky foot sit there and slam down on a brake or a gas pedal and you're like stopped at a stop sign or something that wouldn't be good so you gotta take that into consideration if you have drop foot that's probably not good if your drop foot's on your right side mine thankfully is my left foot for now so and i've had both act up but mainly my left foot so those are definitely things you want to watch because <laughs> it's just going to get very costly otherwise <laughs> especially if you're sitting at a stop sign and you just hit the gas and just slam into people <laughs> so, uh, vision problems uh, we can deal with things like blurred vision loss of vision blind spots whiteouts uh Items in our vision, uh, eye shaking, I get those where your eyes start to vibrate or shake and spaz out on us. So those things you might want to talk over with your eye doctor. Uh, certain medications that we ha take can cause side effects such as drowsiness, poor coordination, problems focusing. Uh, and then mixing different medications can cause side effects we don't even know about. So we got to take that into consideration also. But yeah, there's other things, lots of other things that we could deal with while we're driving. So we definitely look at yourself, see how you feel, see how comfortable you are with yourself. Personally, the way I look at it, until I'm more comfortable with someone else driving than myself, I will keep driving. But I, my last doctor appointment at my MS neurologist, I mentioned, I believe that this year for my extra benefits through my insurance, I chose the 60 free rides to any place within an hour of my home for doctor appointments and stuff like that, therapy appointments. But I had two different drivers the last time I went to see my MS neurologist for our first appointment, and they scared the shit out of me. Number one, they don't speak good English. 
not criticizing, but if you're in a position where you're driving people around, especially elderly people, and you can't talk, speak English in a country that's 99.9% English speakers, uh, you got trouble on your hand because I was trying to explain things to this guy and he was not comprehending. So that's useless. That makes no sense to me. And he was driving in and out of traffic, just bobbing and weaving. He was operating between three different cell phones. One that was on his car counter two that he was swapping in between with his hands same time while he's talking on these cell phones, he's grabbing for this notepad tablet thing he has off to the side that has notes and he's checking things out and he's calling people and saying, looking up their name on the paperwork as he's doing 60 to 70 miles, 60 to 75 miles an hour down the highway. And I'm just like, Oh shit. And then on the way home, I got a different driver, same exact issues. And it's like, screw it. I'm not. I'll drive myself the rest of the trips. I thought it would be a nice little break, but no. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'd rather drive myself. I don't trust them at all. I don't care how if it's their job and they do it all day and night. You could tell that he was doing that during the day. And then at night, he, had, he was all set up with taxi meters and all that shit on the backs of the seats. So he does taxi driving at night too so but oh my god i just yeah no thanks that's an accident waiting to happen but yeah people living with ms still drive helping us maintain a sense of independence uh if you are still driving don't give up practice is important unless you're having problems with it and you notice that you're you're more of a threat than a liability, do not put yourself out there if you aren't safe and don't belong behind the wheel. Because you're basically sitting in a five-ton rocket just driving down the road, and you hit another car. It could be a car full of kids, and or you could just drive through some ready in and go across and hit something or go through a fenced in area and go through a bunch of people. You never know. And don't be stupid. Take into consideration what your body is telling you and be smart about it. Don't be stubborn. Don't push it that extra few extra few years just to just because you're stubborn it only takes one second for something bad to happen but when you have to choose to stop driving entirely either due to your ms symptoms or because you no longer feel comfortable behind the wheel uh talk it over with your doctor talk it over with your uh your driving company and stuff and just let them know Uh, you can always take a driving course a driving test to see 
if you're concerned about driving with MS, you can talk to a health professional. Specific tests are available to help you determine whether you can still drive safely and what continuing to drive with MS might look like for you. Because granted, we may have a disease and driving may, we may not be perfect drivers, but there's also people that are, I know the white hair society up there playing cards. There's ladies in their nineties still driving. So, and one of them just drove a few hours up North and back. So that's just as scary to me as anything else, but they can do it. We can do it. Just gotta keep our minds right and pay attention to what we're doing. And when we know we need to stop, we got to stop. But you can have tests done. Experts recommend you consider a few things when evaluating your driving ability, including whether you would want loved ones to ride with a driver like you, whether people seem reluctant to get into a car when you're driving, or how much help you need from others to see signs or follow directions when you're driving, If your answers to those prompts indicate a potential problem with your driving, it may be time to consider alternative means of transportation. And they are coming up with plenty of ways to get around as long as you live in a city nowadays. They do have some for us in the country, but just look into it, see how you feel. Keep an eye on it. You know yourself better than anybody else. So, and one other thing I'm going to throw in here, they talk about beetroot peptide may hold promising, promise in treating MS and similar diseases. This is the thing that they talked about about a year ago. I don't know where they're sitting on it yet, but basically a small protein isolated from beetroot is able to block the activity of an enzyme called prolyl oligopeptidase, which is POP, POP, which breaks down certain hormones and signaling molecules and is thought to control the body's inflammatory response. According to researchers, the discovery of this plant-derived protein may make possible new therapies Targeting POP, which is increasingly being explored as a target for neurodegenerative and inflammatory disorders like multiple sclerosis and Alzheimer's. If you want to check out the study, it's called Discovery of a Beetroot Pro- Protease Inhibitor to Identify and Classify Plant-Derived Christine Knot Peptides. And it was published in the Journal of Natural Products. Lots of plants evolved to develop mechanisms that protect them from pests and herbivores. One such mechanism uses the production of small proteins or peptides that are highly resistant to pests and harsh environment conditions. So yeah, I can see how that could be more protective for our bodies. And I can see the anti-inflammatory aspects of it and stuff. And I, I believe beetroot is very good for, 
for us, any type of beet beet product you can get in your body is good for us anti-inflammatory wise anyways, but uh, let's see, they used this approach a few years ago to create a treatment candidate for MS, T20K, based on natural plant peptide called cyclotide. T20K is now licensed to Cyaxone and has shown promising efficacy at lowering the production of pro-inflammatory signaling molecules in MS animal models. It was also found to be safe and well-tolerated in healthy volunteers participating in a phase one trial, but we haven't heard anything about the phase two trial yet, so should be interesting. It's been a year, well, almost a year since they did that trial, since they talked about that trial. So by now they should be ready for the type 2 release. Release notes coming out pretty soon, so hopefully we'll hear something about that relatively relatively soon. Uh, Other than that, I'm going nuts with these teeth. Still trying to figure out how to work them better. Can't stop the saliva running constantly dealing with the tongue getting around underneath it and stuff. Still got multiple areas that are sore on the inside of the gums. And yeah, I still got that stupid canker sore feeling on that far back corner of my tongue also. Only when the teeth are in though. But like the uh, dentist lady said, have you been rinsing with warm salt water? Yeah, at least two times a day. No, more like four to six times a day, and it's not doing nothing. The sores are down a little bit, but they ain't going away. And she's like, most people within three days feel great. Everything's better. Well, it's not happening. It's been over a week. <laughs> so. Oh, what do I know? I'm just a person that has to deal with it every day. Why would a person that's never had anything taken out of your mouth not know more than me? I mean, it only makes sense that they're smarter about everything than I am. But let's <laughs> end this with a couple quick little weird fun facts. Most people think bulls are angered by the color red, but actually bulls are colorblind. At a bullfight, it is the motion of the bullfighter's cape that excites the bull into charging. I think bullfighting is just so cruel. But don't want to get into that. Because <laughs> that'd be long-winded. <laughs> Although I did work the rodeo circuit and tying up a bull's nuts ain't much nicer. <laughs> Yanking on it to get him to kick. A farmer in England has written a book about the way his horses talk to each other. Henry Blake claims that the average horse uses 101 different words. 30 of these words are ways of saying I love you, says Blake. What do you think of Blake's claim? Yay or nay? Yeah, if only we could talk with the animals. 
walk with the animals. <laughs> uh, this world, world's just going to shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it for today. I gotta go check on the old white hairs. Make sure they're doing all right. And you be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Take care of your loved ones. Take care of anybody you see that needs it. Check out Crimson Call Comic Club. If you're bored, check out some old episodes of Under the Call. And keep on Under the Call of my mess. Tell your friends about us. Rate us. Review us. We need those thumbs up, those stars, anything, so we can get some type of recognition going here. We're almost up to episode 300. I'd really like to somehow have an second advertiser by the time I hit 300 but it's not looking good too good so we'll just have to see what happens but take care and we'll get back to you sometime soon